interesting. I mean, I think there is something to be said for like, honestly, maybe I should date a prisoner because you never have to hang out with them. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it was saying. You don't have to do any of the hard parts of a relationship. Kind of great. Oh, okay. I'm going to be sending some letters when we get home. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooter's Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Sparrow. And I'm Molly DeMillier. And we have some exciting topics for today. Yes. But real first, if you have not left a review for the podcast, leave us a review. Mm-hmm. really helps the pod. It costs you no money. It's very quick, especially if you're on an iPhone, on iTunes. It's right there. Scroll down, leave a review, and uh, tell a friend. Yeah. Tell a friend about the pod. You're clearly enjoying it. Someone else would enjoy it. And if you're really a down-ass bitch, you can join our Patreon. Yeah. Which is patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot. Not only do you get extra episodes, but you help out the pod. We can get even more guests on, more research, maybe even travel somewhere as one oh of the challenges. Oh my God. Not with Corona. Well, okay. When that's done. <laughs> when that's all said and done, we can get out there. And if you want to be a real, real down ass bitch, you can just straight up Venmo me because that happened this weekend. Oh, true. And I'm very game for that. Diehard so, fan. Um, hit me up if you want my Venmo. Yeah. I also got PayPal <laughs> for all you over 40s. <laughs> listening to the pod just send us that paper and paypal me anyway without further ado we're gonna bring on one hell of a guest today let's do it you've heard her on not another true crime podcast and am i the asshole podcast the editor-in-chief of betches media you might know her as sarah f carter it's sarah levine it's really confusing when you say it that way but (laughs) i gotta work on my brand i guess (laughs) no it's all right you might have seen her tweets i see her tweets everywhere they're so funny thank you we definitely (laughs) shared them on the account so if you like funny tweets on instagram or twitter she's at sarah f carter Mm -hmm. that's where follow it right now sarah f carter follow it it's a good time. Thank you. Definitely worth it. And inspired by her podcast on other true crime podcast is our topic for today. Yes. We're going to be talking about essentially why women date murderers. <laughs> <laughs> Not like us women, yeah. but like they're out there. Oh, oh yeah. There's so many out there. It's almost absurd. <laughs> it's kind of frustrating. We're like just another thing men get. You can be on death row. And you still got a woman committing next to you. Well, honestly, we talk about this all the time on Not Another True Crime Podcast. I think just the bar for murderers in general is very low. Like, I mean, Casey Anthony is hot, objectively. Like, that's, we'll push her to the side. But, like, Jodi Arias, I think if you took her in a vacuum, like, she's not that attractive, but she would get so many marriage proposals. I think she is now engaged in prison. Like, I think all you have to do really is commit a murder. Yes. There's something attractive about murdering. So (laughs) did. Yeah, I feel like tax fraud, you don't get the same, like, marriage prospects. Right? Right? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, through your research of just your podcast, have you found any trends between women or men that essentially date these murderers? Not, like, trends per se, but I think a lot of the people... Um, when, when we were talking about like usually the kind of serial killers, high profile people to us, like we think it's just kind of like fame whores. You want to be fame adjacent. Mm, Okay. That's one of the reasons we found the research. Yeah. Uh, and they were saying too, that there was this one woman who has this theory that some of the women who date murderers were actually like victims of abuse themselves. And so that they kind of like date someone that can't physically get to them. Oh, interesting. I mean, I think there is something to be said for like, honestly, maybe I should date a prisoner because you never have to hang out with them. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it was saying. You don't have to do any of the hard parts of a relationship. Kind of great. Oh, okay. I'm going to be sending some letters when we get home. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I know that there's like plenty of people that are just pen pals to people in prison, not necessarily murderers, just yeah. anybody. And I, I think there's some type of fantasy related to that. I got a letter from someone in prison once that I didn't How? know. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> to your like home address? <laughs> no, to uh, me in college, which was what? even weirder. I would be moving. <laughs> so I was editor of my school paper and it was someone who was just like blasting stuff out to media that they were innocent. But oh, like, oh. I didn't okay. realize that was a thing. And I like just got it to my campus mailbox. Yeah. And it was like from like a penitentiary or whatever. So like I went to a super, super small school. So like the right. people definitely knew me who were sorting the mail and were like, oh, like Mall's getting mail from jailbirds now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like it's such a nice school that they were like, they didn't have the mailbox number, but clearly Molly needs her letter. Yeah. <laughs> so they like looked it up. Molly needs to step. exonerate this guy. <laughs> Oh shit! What did it say? Was it basically just like this is my case? Help me get a lawyer? What? Sort of, but it was like not well written, so it was like oh. pretty incoherent. And I like took it to my uh, uh, like professor who was in charge of the paper, and I was like, "What's happening? Like, why are prisoners <laughs> writing to me?" <laughs> Dude, I would yeah, I would be a little freaked out. Yeah, it was like my first year on the paper too, so I was like, didn't know anything about it. Oh man, <laughs> especially murder is now a trend. Yeah. There's like so many murder shows, documentaries, <laughs> yeah, all this yeah. stuff that back then I don't feel like it was a trend. It wasn't no. cool to just casually be talking about <laughs> murders of famous people at the table. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we'll get into a couple of these articles we got here. So first one we'll get into is called Killer Love, Why People Fall in Love with Murderers. And this was found on CNN. And it mainly examines Ted Bundy, Richard the Night Stalker Ramirez, and Hillside Stranglers, Kenneth Bianchi, and Angelo Bueno. I might be messing that up. Bueno? Sounded Born. Italian. Yeah. It's like I bueno. Angelo. What he did was no bueno. <laughs> <laughs> so the big thing they found is not only are they all famous killers, but they had another thing in common that all four of them got married while in prison after being convicted of their crimes. I feel like every convicted murderer that we've talked about gets engaged, married, in prison. Like Stephen Avery had a bajillion wives. And first of all, that dude is ugly. And <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll say it. And no, like, you can say it. Yeah. Luca Magnata, who literally dismembered yeah. a person, also got engaged to another prisoner. And the prison was just like, whatever, we don't really give a fuck. They can't get married. <laughs> like they're both in prison. That's not allowed. So. I don't know what it is. Maybe I really should commit a murder. <laughs> Wait, so if one person is in prison, can they legally be married? I think so, because I think like other prisoners have been married. But All these okay. other ones are. I don't know why these two guys in prison couldn't get married, but okay. they just we just read that they couldn't. Interesting. Oh, so it wasn't two men trying to marry each other. It was it just was, two men yeah. in prison. Oh. They were both like prisoners in the same prison uh, trying to get married. Mm. I wonder if their state didn't allow it at the time. I don't know. Yeah, that I might be part of the it. Deal is yeah. with Canada. Or now I'm more curious. Oh. Is it just one prisoner cannot marry another prisoner? It Regular seems like maybe the marry. prison was just like, nah, we no. <laughs> <laughs> we're not throwing you guys a wedding. Like, <laughs> true. Well, Ted Bundy had a kid in jail because he was given conjugal visits, yeah, which like, blows my mind. <laughs> Ted Bundy was wild. He just got away with like so much stuff, and he had crazy eyes and a unibrow. Like, let's not forget. Yeah. Without Again, the unibrow, not even though. that hot. <laughs> Without the unibrow, he was pretty hot. I mean, I didn't watch the doc. I feel like for the I've heard 70s. mixed reviews on the hotness. Some some women watch the doc and go, "Why would anyone even go home with this guy regularly? I don't think he's that hot." And then other yes. people were like, "Smoke show." Yeah. But I think we're just comparing it to like the Jeffrey Dahmers of the world yeah. and what they look like now. And we're like, "Wow, he's hot compared to these other murderers." Yeah. And then the other uh, Ted Bundy one that came out right when like the real doc 
documentary did was he was played by Zac Efron. Well, I think that's oh, really the I reason yeah. everyone's just like Come equating on. them, equating him with Zac Efron in their mind. Yeah. Who is hot. We can't agree. Absolutely. Murderer or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd marry him in jail. <laughs> Same. All right. Well, this article references what you just said, Molly, that it says uh, a lot of these women have come from abusive childhoods or were battered women. So some were physically or psychologically or verbally abused, but they were all victims. And they came up with the theory that if you are in a relationship with a man who is behind bars for life or death on death, uh, life or on death row, he can't hurt you. So you're in the driver's seat and in control for maybe the first time in your life. I think that makes sense in like a really, really sad way. Yeah. And what's so funny, not funny, but it's kind of bad that we almost just assume like, ah, they want this fame. Right. Like there's this famous person. That's why they're drawn to them for some reason. It's like, mm, it actually just might be this control thing. Yeah, I think it is like another theory, though, I read it kind of sounded almost like a Bonnie and Clyde syndrome for some other women of like, it was almost they were like, we're going to go down together. Like, I think it was um, the Hillside Stranglers, the Kenneth Bianchi and Angelo Buono or whatever. The woman who was engaged to Kenneth Bianchi at the time actually like tried to stage one of his murders while he was on trial to make it look like someone he like the killer was still out there yeah and that's smart that is a true ride or die yeah. right <laughs> yeah like i'm just gonna now. kill someone casually to try to make it look like someone's still out there <laughs> yeah. oh my God. but the i also feel like trial is too late like you yeah. know they're already moving forward with the legal system <laughs> right <laughs> and oh. the thing that was super weird about it was that they like he gave her semen to like Ew. spread on the scene but that that it said it was smuggled semen so we were trying to like figure out whose it was yeah i was like what if it was his yeah <laughs> so smuggle this semen on the scene and then make it look like it was someone else it's like it's your semen yeah. they traced it back to you <laughs> it looks like you got out and came back yeah i'm like wow this guy's really good yeah. <laughs> the strangler is really out there <laughs> who is the one that the woman um pretended to pose as the girlfriend that he admitted to killing Whoa. Do we do you know this one? I don't oh, know that one. I don't know. You... Uh, I'm blanking. It was in one of these. It was basically, it's kind of a similar thing, mm -hmm. right? That he literally confessed to killing this person, chopping her up into pieces. Ooh. And then the woman he was dating at the time Wait. tried to come into the public eye and be like, I'm that girlfriend he mentioned. I'm yes. still alive. And then later she was like, no, actually. And they believed it for a while, right? Oh my God, I watched this. Yeah, they were about to like Whatever this was, I do feel like I watched uh, it. Forget God. shit. All right. Well, so wild. But Too many crimes. Also ride or die. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Also, clearly before social media, I'm that person. Yeah. It's like, are you? I feel like you could get away with a lot before social media. Like, <laughs> there was no way to identify people. We just did this crime um, where this guy, like, murdered his whole family, then went on the run for 18 years. And, like, they had to, and he literally, before he left, he cut all of the pictures. Like, he cut himself out of all of his family photos so no one would know what he looked like. And it low key worked for 18 years. Oh, oh my, my God. God. My God, wow. born That's in the so wrong brilliant. decade. Yeah. I know, I'm but, just I, but also I was out. like, why wouldn't you just like take it with you? Like, seems like a lot of effort, but it worked. Yeah. He's yeah, almost like, them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's like, no, I'm gonna leave the photos, <laughs> but like just do some you know 1970s photoshop yeah i was like he clearly wasn't in that many yeah. that's, that was the method i know right also weird to be like i want you to still have the memory of disney world with your dad yeah <laughs> just not my face yeah exactly. jerry looks nice here let's let him keep it right oh damn but i mean it's just the number one thing this article said too is uh in all the research they've done with people that have dated these murderers is that they always cling to the belief that their convicted boyfriends and husbands are innocent, mm -hmm. which makes sense though. I don't think anyone's sitting there like, I hey, definitely killed them, but what a turn on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, 
Yeah, and the two primary groups of people they found is that those who fall in love with, quote, ordinary murderers believe that they see the true <laughs> good side of the killer and they, those who start relationships with notorious tabloid headlining murderers because they are drawn to the spotlight. So it feels like it's half and half. Wait, what's an yeah. ordinary murderer? Like not like an iconic <laughs> You didn't get murderer. a Netflix documentary? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, it means the not famous murderers. Okay. You killed someone, but that. not in a fun way. Yeah. Like. You killed someone, but you got no press for it. You only killed one person. Like if you're going to do it, just, you know, become a serial killer. Right. right? <laughs> uh, but I mean, the big thing it found too was, uh, I mean, we, we touched on the like, you know, there's less for you to do. There's less work mm-hmm. in the relationship because it's like, well, they're inside. You don't have to do their laundry. You don't have to cook <laughs> for them. You don't got to clean. Like, especially back then when, you know, less women were in the workforce. You never kinda, have to shave. Yeah. Oh, never have yeah. to shave. Nice. Don't have to worry about that. Damn. But do you actually think that these people are being faithful? Because like a lot of states don't have conjugal visits. So like yeah. you're really just basically going to be celibate. Why? Oh, yeah. Like, you mean the woman on the outside being yeah. faithful? I mean, sadly, I think, yeah. Jeez. Well, I think that's where the theory of, like, someone who's been a victim of physical abuse makes even more sense. That right? definitely like does. You just don't want to be touched. Mm. That does make sense. Or it's really low on your love language. That's <laughs> <laughs> not your number one. Yeah. <laughs> your number one is yeah. just words of affirmation. Because oh, they, they can write a lot that, of letters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that was the other piece from this article specifically, um, is, like, it almost is you know more romantic because they inside don't have that much to do so it's like it says you know they paint pictures for you they write poems for you they write long it says 30 to 50 page letters oh god so it's like it's an enormously romantic That's like relationship. a short story that is yeah. not a letter but it's literally like <laughs> i guess other than doing push-ups they're writing letters i don't understand yeah. <laughs> they're jacked and have feelings <laughs> i mean true i guess it's like a you know it's a little bit of the like you feel chosen in a way like, yeah wow this guy he misses me so much in there that's true and it's like well there's also no competition in there women wise right <laughs> so you know that's true he could be writing 30 page letters to like five women though and you would never know. Probably Technically is. Technically, he could. Men are trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder, I wonder how many the married men in prison were uh, weirdly cheating in the terms of like writing to other people. I f- I'm sure it's up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what the, what the heck else do you have to do? Yeah. Right. You have all that time. Yeah. Or it's like funny if you're like, hey, my letters have uh, come down to only 10 pages. <laughs> Who else are you writing to? <laughs> like, I know you get an hour of time. You mix up the letters. You send it to the wrong person. And then your oh, whole shit. thing is blown wide open. <laughs> Damn. Um, but our next article that we also were talking about is from Psychology Today and called Why Do Women Fall for Serial Killers? And it has like four main bullet points. But one that this one brings up is actually more of like a biological reason you might be drawn to them. It essentially says, um, up just one level to the human species, we discover women are drawn towards super aggressive males who presumably can offer them much more status and protection than the average man. So it's like they're <laughs> physically like can protect them. Is yeah. What you're like it literally comes from, you know, the primal days of like, uh, basically if you're going to send your man out to hunt, you'd rather have someone you're confident that's going to be a killer. Yeah, you don't want a dude who's just going to pick berries. Like, you want the guy who's going to bring home the buffalo. Or worse, get killed. Yeah. If he's your food source. (laughs) Yeah. He's got to be a tough bitch going out there. (laughs) But doesn't that contradict the idea that they believe he didn't do it? Oh, that's a good point. Hmm. This is like, this one is a little too much for me. I mean, I know I'm not a psychologist or anything, but I'm like, ah, well, how is he going to protect you from in jail? 
yeah number one and yeah the cognitive dissonance with like well did he or didn't he do it right i don't know i'm not sure i buy that well i think it's more kind of hinting at the like quote alpha male versus beta male that i get it's like women are just more drawn to a more alpha energy so even whether they believe they killed or not these killers have more of an alpha energy than a beta energy yeah uh, yeah that's at least you would true. assume so right yeah you would i also feel like a lot of them and sarah you might have found otherwise and like you've obviously done a lot more research than us but i feel like a lot of them tend to be very very charismatic oh yeah the serial killers like yeah. that's yeah usually a thing like that's how they like or draw at least, women yeah in. at least the ones like we know about like ted bunny and like charles manson and like the mm-hmm. types of people who like have to persuade a lot of people yeah to like do shit you know yeah, and I feel like that is what ends up being, like, really attractive about them is that just, like, their personalities. Because sometimes in a lot of these cases, it was, like, women who kind of knew them to begin with. And then, like, wasn't the woman who married Ted Bundy, uh, she, like, worked with him in an office or something at one point? Uh, yeah, I think she did know him. Yeah. I forget how. Yeah, and so she was just like, oh, my God, like, I couldn't believe Ted could have done this. And I think it was, like, a lot of women you kind of find that's like how they end up in the relationship with them is like they have they believe in them in like some other capacity yeah for sure i feel like they've definitely seen the good side and they want to just believe that is all there is yeah well even more so it says specifically in this article that we're kind of trained like you know men are originally tough and it's almost like up to you to break down the walls and for them to show their more sensitive side so it's partly why you're like attracted to like the maybe even closed off but that alpha personality is partly just because of all the uh romantic novels and movies and all these things that basically teach us that you know it says quote that his violence and lack of tender feelings is only the beginning of the story and that your unsparing love affection and dedication can ultimately transform his character by helping him get in touch with his inner goo is what they call inner goo oh my god yeah so it's like basically their (laughs) sensitive side okay yeah i mean i feel like we all know that girl who's like dated a complete asshole thinking that she could change him or being like he's different with me oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. well it's not even asshole i think just most women will date men being like we we could change yeah Yeah. we could fix this little thing yeah Mm -hmm. my coworker, it's already going to side tangent but okay so i went side tangent all you want great i've been uh seeing this guy who revealed to me that he literally only uses soap and brushes his teeth and like does not use deodorant like does not use shampoo and i was like horrified and my male coworker was like listen like every woman dates a guy and you have to change him like a little bit i mean (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were gonna go the route of his natural scent would attract people no i was Uh just in terms of changing them i'm like okay can i get you on a face wash slash deodorant routine i mean but i don't want to approach it that guy i just dated didn't use face lotion i mean i bought him lotion as a gift some people That's just like don't normal. need it. A lot of men, like, their f- skincare routine is infuriatingly simple. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we want to get into this, I have a theory of that's typically why men's skin often looks better than a lot of women. They're not yeah, caking on makeup. They're not overdoing the skincare stuff that it's almost, like, more natural. Because we've all had yeah. the, like, you have, like, a breakout on your face and then you're caking on makeup and it's just making it worse. Yeah. But well, that- even also, like, face washes and masks and stuff, like, it, the point is to bring everything to the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like you're just pulling it out. Yeah. making it visible actually that's our roommate she's basically dove soap bar i know 
Oh my god, that makes She's me so beautiful. angry. I just feel like I couldn't <laughs> take the risk. Like I would be the outlier that it wouldn't work for. Yeah, I'm like too far in the face in the skincare <laughs> direction. That's like you can't go back now. <laughs> I mean, I actually had that for a while. I would only just take off my makeup with a makeup wipe, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, and I didn't have any problems. Well, I actually didn't even moisturize until like two years ago. But then I had this facial, and this woman was like legit scolding me for how dry my face was. I was like, oh okay, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Very true. Weirdly, though, reading this paragraph that was about how it's like this toughness and alphaness and alphaness and dominance up top. And then it's like, you know, through the relationship that you like crack down and the walls come down. I weirdly read that and was like, oh, like me. <laughs> like I've never murdered somebody, but I weirdly was like, oh, that's how I feel in relationships. Is I feel like I don't I don't open up till it's like a certain amount of like lovingness happens. And oh, yeah. then I'm like, oh, OK, now I'll be soft. Yeah, I think that's normal. I don't know. I like I've been watching a lot of Love is Blind and they're like, oh, you have to be vulnerable. And I'm like, no, that's just playing Russian roulette with your feelings. You can't do that right away. Yeah. Right. Well, that's how I feel <laughs> a little bit. Or I mean, I, I, you know, you live in New York as yep. we do. So it's like, is that just partly the city is it just beats you down? Oh, yeah. Your heart <laughs> is fucked. You're like, you know, it's um, like I've learned through dating in New York. Um, until someone says they are only sleeping with you, you have to just basically assume that they are sleeping and dating other people. Oh, yeah. Oh, At sure. least three is my rule. Like, you assume they're sleeping with at least three people. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I like that rule. Yeah. Thank you. You're like, you're, like, you're like, even the not great ones, I got at least three. Yeah. <laughs> at least three floating around. Um, I was going to say, I mean, since we're on the topic, have you, through just, like, having a true crime podcast that, I mean, women are the ones that get murdered more, let's just yeah, say that. true. Do, do you now have any, like, hesitations with dating? Um, well, I just am bored, like annoyed with it in general, but I, (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the club. Um, I did go on this first date with this guy whose first story that he told me, like centered on this theory that he has that five out of five women like being choked in bed. And I was like, I'm out of here. (laughs) Oh shit. I mean, choking is also a trend. I feel like it is a trend. I was also like, uh, that's hilarious in my head because I'm like, you're literally talking to one person who does not enjoy that <laughs> so wrong audience yeah. dude also, this is first date you said it was like seriously 20 minutes into our first date and i was like and next yeah <laughs> is this a person was an online do you mind if i ask oh yeah i was like hinge hinge yeah mm-hmm. yeah but it's kind of like yo the beauty of online is like you could easily we i don't know you you could easily bring that up early i had someone i matched yep. with very quickly be like um i'm into bdsm yep and then they basically like where are you and i was like i mean i've never done what would constitute as bdsm yeah, but that was actually somebody that I was like, well, if we're talking uh, full open doors here sexually. I was like, uh, aside from BDSM, how you feel about herpes? Huh? <laughs> <What happened? laughs> um, he was he was uh, kind of open to it. OK, he wasn't a complete okay. no. But then he mainly got mad when he was talking to me about BDSM stuff. I said something of like. I was like, I mean, I've had someone like slap my ass before, but I don't, I, <laughs> We're all into like, I literally BDSM was then. like, I think that's the extreme I've been to. Like, I was like, does that even count as BDSM? No. And he was furious Why? that I mentioned another man. Furious. Oh, he oh, flipped mm. out and I was like, dude. See, he's a murderer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, mm-hmm. I already was being like, I don't know if I want to go out with this guy, but I was like, all right, well, if we're fully talking about this. I was like, uh, that's the only thing I think would count. Furious. And then I sat there being like, hold up. Like, I called him out. I was like, listen, oh. 
I was like, how do you know you're into BDSM? I said, because you've done it with other women. <laughs> I was like, if we talk about anything sexually, clearly I've done that with another person. Right. Which yeah. I basically just told you I haven't. That's the extreme of it. But he was like, how dare, how could you bring up another person? And I just was like, oh, what? this, I think your BDSM is more of a controlling thing, which I'm not going to get on board for. So Was the right yeah. answer, I'm a virgin? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Oh, I'm a virgin who's into BDSM, yeah. actually. I love it. But uh, I love Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, yeah. No. Right? And I feel like even with Fifty Shades of Grey, because I've read those books, it's I don't even think it's that extreme BDSM from what I've like heard. What I've gathered uh. from the internet is like people who are actually in the community are like, this is not BDSM. That is just abuse. <laughs> so oh, oh, sounds shit. like that's what that guy read. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, I mean, it partly is a control thing, right? Isn't that what being dominant versus submissive is? It's just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's like if you're not into it, then you're like, OK, cool. We're not do- doing this in terms of like not and not what I think Christian Grey did was like I'm gonna manipulate you into doing this yeah true I only read like one and a half of them because it was just like it's too much yeah it was a lot <laughs> and they, it was like a lot of the same so I was like oh it's just another book on the same fucking shit like okay oh yeah, yeah. well I so. remember reading into book two and then my mom started reading it and then I put it down immediately <laughs> oh, <laughs> my mom recommended it to me what <laughs> <laughs> she, she was, was like, like oh love story. yeah she's like I got it on my Kindle I can share it with you yeah <laughs> oh I was like, oh God. Oh, I just was like, I cannot be reading this the same time as my mother. I was no. like, I don't. Like, anything I was reading, I was like, your mom's also reading this. <laughs> I was like, put it down. <laughs> We're done. Just make sure you're at least like a book ahead of her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, here's the uh, probably even more fucked up part of Fifty Shades, from my personal opinion, is the book is also misleading of how easily a woman can come. Mm. Oh, every, I feel like every oh, romance yeah. book is like that, right? But then I'm this like, one it's just even two thrusts, so. and you're good. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, right. Every book, every movie, like, yeah, it's insane. Just oh, immediately, just from penetration. Yeah, it's like no, yeah. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but Fifty Shades, especially. I didn't see the movie, but my friend saw the movie, and she was like, "It is ridiculous." So it's like he just starts to touch her, and she's like, "Ah!" And it's like, oh, "Really, <laughs> really?" But also, she's a virgin in that story, right? I think at the beginning. Yeah, right? she's never slept with anyone, so it's the only okay, person she's so been with. Okay, so that's got to be even less realistic. Right, or I was like, uh, you know, I don't know, I guess maybe she's doing the faking it route. Like, oh, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. We don't know. We can't trust this woman. If she's trying true. to Unreliable end it. narrator. <laughs> she's trying to end it. <laughs> Get me to safety. <laughs> she's trying to wrap it up. Oh, man. But interesting enough, since we're talking about um, romance novels, it actually, fictional romance is so enticing to women that it actually outsells the pornography everywhere. For Not to be a dick, but is that just because like so much porn is free nowadays? I mean, I think so. Like, who's buying point. porn right now? I mean, I don't have the stat of, I'd be interested to see, uh, quote, romance novels versus porn back when you would have to actually buy a yeah. porn movie. Or just like consumption. True. Ooh, consumption is interesting. Because people also just don't read. that's true (laughs) but i do feel like a lot of women don't watch i mean like typically don't watch as much porn as men which is like a given but they are coming out with more and more like porn for women which i think would probably be boosting that but i think most of it is free I mean, I've tried browsing the porn for women sections, mainly because I actually was doing a joke that referenced porn and someone mm-hmm. came up to me after and just went, listen, you've clearly not watched a lot of porn. Oh my <laughs> <And> God. I <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> but I was like, that was literally in the joke. I was just like, you know, of the times I've watched porn, all two times. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're good. <laughs> but I browsed the for women section and I was sitting there being like, I don't want to hook up with any of these dudes though. That it like wasn't doing anything for me. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I was like, I'd rather be watching some hot movie with Ryan Gosling in it. 
Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, some like on. jacked up dude with a six pack or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like I basically was just like, I'm just not attracted to this man. I don't want to watch him. Well, it's also just like scary large dicks that you're like, oh, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The four women section is like a guy that kisses you first and still has a big penis. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's all we need. <laughs> Movie magic. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. The one part that it said in this research that I found almost like a weird jab at women but Ouch. probably true <laughs> was that it was saying the women that go for murderers tend to be 30s and 40s yeah so interesting. kind of was enticing like oh well also these women have had an age that no one else has wanted them they've Ouch. given up yeah they've <laughs> given up i mean i think a 20 year old would just be like how do i write a letter like <laughs> <laughs> where's the prison <laughs> i feel like the 20 year olds are the ones that you like just see at the trial like fangirling outside yeah i also feel like they're the ones who are dating like the men who could become zero killers yes. Like, you're dating, like, a 40-year-old guy who, like, groomed you since high school. You don't realize it. I'm also 28, so I don't know who I'm shading right now. But, like... <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, know. that's even... Um, I mean, I just saw Celine Dion. Yes. And I did not know her backstory, but then I looked it up. And she, I knew that she dated her manager, but I didn't realize that her manager discovered her when she was 12. Nope. What? And he was... He's 20 years older than her. Nope. And I don't know the age they started dating, but it's, like... Oh, if that was to happen nowadays, people would freak out. Yeah. They would yeah. absolutely flip out and be like, there's this young girl shouldn't be hanging out with this much of an older man, like one on one so much or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know the exact age they actually started dating, but like Still. when he died, it was kind of this thing of people being like, oh, she truly loved him and all this stuff. But ah, it's she like, didn't know anything oof. else. Yeah. I mean, I've, essentially if they've only, if she only dated him, that's oh, it. Oh my God. But that to, as in today's world would totally be that coaxing thing. You'd be like, why? Are you basically like dating this old, much older man at an age that's like even if she was 18, it still would be like, whoa. Well, I just think there's something weird about like someone you've known as a kid, like you sh- and growing up, like you shouldn't. Why, do you, why are you seeing them sexually? Like, ah, it's suspect. Yeah. Like if you've seen someone go through puberty, yep. like, you should not be able to see them sexualized. Yeah. yeah weird. It's different and of like, you know, I'm about I'm turning 29. So it's like, OK, if I dated someone that was say about to turn 40 or maybe like 45 it's like okay it's a little weird of the age gap but it would be so weird if he knew me as yeah. a 12 year old was like yeah. your parents friend or something yeah. who watched you grow up like right? hell to the no oh. yeah like uh i was at a wedding recently uh it was like a family wedding and my siblings are quite a bit older than me my brother's like almost six years older than me and so the uh like bridesmaids at the wedding one of them was a girl that he grew up with and it was like his age and the other one is someone who i grew up with and you knew was like a little kid she was like my childhood best friend and he was like oh my god like the older sister when she walked out was like she looks smoking hot and then the next you know the little one came out and like they look the same but he was like oh she looks really nice like she looks pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like i can't ever ever think of her that way because she's like still like a 12 year old girl man that's wholesome i was oh, like shit. you're not a creep that's yeah. great good yeah. to know <laughs> yeah because it's also like some men have been patted on the back of like oh they waited till she was 18 i'm yeah. like how about the fact that um they were looking at them when they were Before, way too young yep. yeah yep, yep. it's gross and i mean i somewhat get it of like i was basically this size in high school so i wasn't this skinny skinny clearly looking like young mm. pre-pubescent kid right but there's something to being like okay you couldn't <laughs> find anyone else to be with you that you yeah. waited why around? did you set yeah. like a calendar reminder <laughs> on your phone <laughs> <laughs> right you're like oh When's her birthday? <laughs> Dad's friend really knows my birthday every year. <laughs> oh, man. So 
I mean, the main four bullet points it says here is, first, is there love that can transform the convict from cunning and cruel to caring, concerned, and compassionate? Oh, my God. So that's the, like the feminine energy we talked about. Yeah. And then the second is there's a wounded child nested somewhere inside the killer that can be healed through a devoted nurturance that only they can provide. Okay, well, frankly, the first half of that is probably true because a lot of these murderers that we deal with um, were, like, abused as children, mm-hmm. come from unstable households. So that part I can see, but the whole, like, your love will rescue him, like, come on. Yeah. Grip. It's just, like, a sad fairy tale. It's bad. Oh, yeah. Well, it's also the move of, like, I mean, in the R. Kelly docs, not to get too dark, but his move to get women to trust him was opening up about his abusive past. Yeah. And then there's also something in there being like, I was abused. I would never abuse you, even though it's like they're literally doing this move to then manipulate you and control you later. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but it's, you know, this like weird common ground thing. The manipulation is just like so wild because it's also obviously extremely vulnerable women that in some ways, like, yeah, they like go to the men. But like, I think probably to agree you would find that they're also like sussed out especially these ones who have like super high profile cases and there's just like women flocking oh yeah that's like, literally the next bullet oh. <laughs> it, Do it, tell. it says they might share the killer's media spotlight and so triumphantly emerge from their anonymity and maybe in the process even land a book or movie deal that's, i mean yeah. the ted bundy woman did but i think she didn't even want the spotlight for good reason yeah, well, the wife, the one who married him when he was in prison or the one who was oh, with him? the one who was with him. Yeah, she didn't know. The uh, documentary that just came out. So I love Ted Bundy, if you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> the one Wait, that, do you think he's hot or no? Uh, Like, kind of. Okay. There's there's something kind of hot about him. Interesting. Or it's okay. like he's not bad looking that you're like, I can see how he was so charismatic. Yeah, I'm like, if we get rid of that unibrow, I can work with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's an easy fix. Yeah. <laughs> Just pluck it up. But the one who was with him, she didn't want to like be in the spotlight at all because she was actually the one who turned him in. Right. And it was Elizabeth? No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Elizabeth okay. uh, Kendall? Yeah. I want to say. At least I think that was like her pen name. I don't remember. She had a pen name and then she had a real name. Okay. In any case. Um. Yeah. She was really, really interesting to learn about because she, when ted was like going off and he would when he was killing people he was gone for like weekends at a time because it takes time to yep. kill somebody yep. uh, i assume As it does. <laughs> yeah. um but she said in this like a forbes article that i read about the new documentary she was saying that um as a woman when a man goes distant from you you're kind of groomed to believe that like you're doing something wrong in the relationship you're pushing him away and so she wasn't thinking about anything other than, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, how can I fix him? She had a kid, not with him, but she was like, you know, how do I, like, get him to be here for my child and, like, a, a father figure because he's so good when he's here. And so she spent so, so much time trying to fix herself to make him come back. And it turned out he was, like, going on these murder rampages and she missed it all. But then she ultimately was the one who did turn him in. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. It's, oh, my God, I couldn't even imagine. Nope. Like, I worry about dudes cheating on me, not, like, cutting other women up. Yeah. I, I worry about them cutting me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially if it's, like, online. I guess there's a little bit of fear in you of, like, yeah, you know, you don't fully know this person or, like, you wouldn't you wouldn't let, like, an online date pick you up in their car from your house. Oh, I used people to do, do that, that when I lived in Atlanta. I was stupid. But then I started meeting people at places. I'm not saying yeah. you're stupid. but No, it's just... it was. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think 
women are being less careful because we were kind of talking about this yesterday erica of like in the 70s and 80s kind of like when our mothers would have been dating like that's when all of these serial killers were like huge mm-hmm. like all four that we mentioned at the beginning were all during the same time period oh, yeah. so i think there was like 70s this... 80s good time yeah. <laughs> good time for serial killers <laughs> and it like i think created like a huge fear for women like they were told not to walk alone like they totally stopped hitchhiking my mom used to hitchhike all the time yeah and that's crazy to that's me crazy. i'm like hitchhiked. why did we ever think that would end well right or like parents who would just be like yeah kids just go disappear for the day come back when you want yeah <laughs> well it's foreign to us because like well not fully. I no, I, I, I mean, I, I got know a phone it's like a different time, but still. Yeah, I got a phone in high school. But it's like, yeah, we used to basically, you know, tell people we would be somewhere at a certain time and yeah. that was it. And, and then you'd be there. Yeah, you'd have to like <laughs> figure out the restaurant phone number to call from a landline somewhere to yeah. be like, hey, find this person I have a reservation with and tell them I'm 15 minutes late. Right. Yeah. Type of thing. <laughs> but it almost was like, uh, I almost feel like why dating was, I mean, people were more likely to commit in a way. It's partly like there isn't this convenience. They were more For accountable. Sure. Yeah, you couldn't be. just cancel last minute via a text. Yeah. Yeah. Or even, um, I mean, the big thing too is like, we can, you can communicate all day with your person. Yeah. That it's almost like, if you are, and then you sit to have dinner with them later, it's like, what do you have to talk about if you were giving them a play-by-play? Yeah, that's why I really hate, like, texting a lot mm-hmm. before I meet up with someone. It's like, we're yes. just going to run out of conversations. Yeah, like, I don't just have show. that much to say. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my life is not that exciting. Yeah. yeah, or, I mean, this sounds like an asshole thing, but, um, yeah, if we're also meeting through online, that means I'm technically talking to a few other people mm-hmm. that I don't like to talk too much to anyone because I'm not going to remember what you said <laughs> you don't want to mix them up yeah. you're, gonna- <laughs> you're like so how was arizona they're like i wasn't in arizona you're like <laughs> you're looking tan yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which um another move i did too was <laughs> mainly because i was going through like my phone contacts one day and i saw like i had a handful of names that'd be like first name bumble <laughs> yeah <laughs> or whatever we all got them yeah that yep. i learned like i don't even save their number until after the first date oh i've yeah. started doing that i'm also petty as fuck so i unless we're like actually official i'm not saving your number because then anytime like i'm like fuck this dude i can just like delete the text thread and effectively erase him from my life yes yeah so yes. yeah i'm really petty i mean that's, that's a good <laughs> yeah. method of uh, someone even if you did date them and then just shouldn't talk to you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. You delete the contact. Or I like, I send it to my friends. I've done this with my exes because I would Mm. always just like end up texting them or like, I know I was like going to be out drinking and be like, drunk Molly's going to do this. Uh (laughs) So I send it to my best friend, Megan, and just be like, hold on to this. And if I ask for it, don't give it back. (laughs) So she's got a lot of numbers for me. (laughs) I I remember I once sent a text hitting someone up just saying, hey, which is really not Love like it. painful Love at all <laughs> yeah and like i've said way worse <laughs> yeah and then i immediately put my phone on airplane mode and threw it in my bag oh <laughs> i was wearing a backpack so i was like it's back you're not gonna touch it it's back there that's you're done. smart that's i was like go control home. yeah <laughs> i mean not really i sent the text <laughs> but there was there was a there was that gut feeling after i sent it i was like what, what are you doing yeah you had that like moment of clarity i think that's good don't send that message <laughs> i had uh, some like unintentional self-control this weekend with a dude we were like texting like dming because i refuse to like get his number because i'm like we're just gonna keep this where it's at and so we were like dming and then he said he was going out with friends so i was like okay cool then i'm just gonna order like a bunch of like ice cream and other food <laughs> <on the same laughs> list. i've and had many of those nights have myself a night yeah. yes and so i like gonna eat 
Yeah, I like <laughs> ate myself into like the most uncomfortable place and put on Dear John. And then he messaged me and I was like, I actually physically cannot have sex right now. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I'm going to message him back in the morning. Oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> I was like, oops, I fell asleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, nah, I'm too bloated to move, dude. <laughs> yeah, right there, she was not asleep. <laughs> It'd be you doing a lot of the work. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it's not going to be cute. <laughs> um, well, I guess in more theme of the podcast, yeah. we're shooters got to shoot because uh, we're the type to be like, ah, we'll send the first DM. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, shooting stories that either went well or led to murder bombed in your face <laughs> yeah. led to murder. or yeah, led so to you getting murdered have you been yeah. murdered before <laughs> <laughs> um okay so this actually last year i went to this like charity gala and there was this hot waiter and this whole night like my friends yeah. was just talking about him also like nobody at this gala was just like my type like everyone was so preppy and i was mm-hmm. like oh, this is such a no that's fun, a killer fun event though um but so this waiter was really hot so my friend and i were just like coming up with schemes like the whole night and so finally I'm like appropriately drunk to have the courage to <laughs> So I go up to him and I'm like, hey, I hand him my phone. I'm like, hey, would you uh, take a picture of me and my friend? And he kind of is like, uh, and I'm like, or alternatively, you can just take my number. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh I, like I like it. I like that. I thought you were going to say take a picture of yourself. And I was like, aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went for the pun and it worked. Nice. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So did you, uh, you ended up going on a date? No, I just took him home. Oh, oh hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> even <True better>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even better i was gonna say one of the things uh we read recently in one of our old school books was ask a man to take a picture of you mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. it was an old school thing because it was like bring a camera but we were like <laughs> actually what a hell of an in but it a could bar. also be more conversational if you bring out a camera these days. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> to take my picture. <laughs> and if he's n- he doesn't know how to use it, then he's too young for you. Uh, yeah. It's very true. That's tough in New York to find, too. Because I feel like a lot of dudes at bars lie about their ages. Really? Yeah. Oh, what bars for- do you go to? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Some, it's more intern season. Yeah. Like, like out- summer. Oh, so yeah. oh, yeah. Me and uh, my good buddy Iris, as we mentioned on the pod, mm. uh, have had a few times where interns have approached us. And no. you can you can mainly tell by the when they use like an opening line, they're like, how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and yeah. usually their drink order. Oh, and yeah. like the hopeful yeah. look in their eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. They're still a little twinkle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, this one specifically, I remember, came up to us and goes, so, whoa, what's your lady's favorite sexual position? Ew. And then, I know, right? Terrible. And then immediately I just looked at him. I go, how old are you? <laughs> he goes, I'm 22. I said, how old are Oof. you? Really? He was like, 19. <laughs> 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 and then I, Iris and I actually sat him down. We said, we clearly make more money than you and are older and wiser. And we said, we're going to teach you how to talk to women. Ooh, and good. we poured him part of our beer from our pitcher. We're like, here, have this beer. We were like, never, ever say that again <laughs> Oh my god! as an opener. I was like, here's oh what you got to do, man. You just got to say hello. Yeah. I was like, you just got to say hi. I said, it's you're a cute simple. kid. Just say hi. <laughs> He's like, say hi. Be respectful. I go, if they don't think you're cute, they won't talk to you. If they think that you're cute, they'll talk to you. That's it. I, I love like, that. You did a public service. Yeah, man. Yeah. I just go, hey, I'm so-and-so. What's your name? That's something. Yep. Yeah, that's even with dating apps. We all stress about like oh, what the opener like. Bumble has openers that tries to recommend you right They're now. They're so it's bad, ridiculous. They're it sucks. So bad. They're awful. Like I've seen in men's profiles, literally being like, "Do not use one of the Bumble openers." <laughs> <laughs> okay, but guys on Bumble are so lazy, and I'm like, 
this is why I don't use bubble because I'm like, is this how like the men feel like? Yeah. Um, yeah. First of all, they give you nothing to freaking work with on their profile. Like your profile is an emoji. I can't work with that. And then you'll just say, hey, Brian or whatever. Like, how's your week or some some variation of like a mm. general greeting. And then they just don't respond. So I'm like, yeah. what do you people fucking want? Like, I'm not going to send you a nude as my opener. So that's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's just like, I mean, all you could do is ask some type of question. Yeah. Because I have the theory of like, okay, yeah, maybe how was your weekend isn't the most intriguing and like complicated and whatever. But I'm sitting here going, hey, man, if you look at my profile and you think I'm cute, you'll probably talk to me. Right. That's really what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I just assume when they don't respond, I'm like, well, they probably didn't notice my height. (laughs) 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 Like if they're technically my same height or a little smaller, I'm like... Yeah, I could see them just being like, oh, she's taller than me. Not interested. Damn, Which, maybe I'm the problem. Fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you're the problem at all. Well, also, Bumble's the one that expires in 24 hours, right? Yeah. yeah which is so tough. It's like, they need to get rid of that rule. I check Hinge like once every three weeks. Same. <laughs> right. So it's like people probably are genuinely missing stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or like when I've sent very weak openers is when it's like I check it and I'm like, you got three matches expiring in an hour. It's like, ah, <laughs> da, 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 how's your weekend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just hate the thing of like, basically I'm not the type of person if a man texted, you know, messaged me on an app and just said, how was your weekend? Or, oh, do you have any plans this weekend? Or just even, hey, how are you? I would never be the type to go, ugh, come up with something better. It's oh, like, no. What? Yeah. Have you ever gotten the paragraph message? No. Like when a dude Bad. writes like a super long thought out thing and you're just like, well, take it easy, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Like that's more of a turn on where I'm like, hey, just be a little more casual. We can just talk. I just feel like I never know what to say when someone's like, hey, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. Like, am I supposed to just pour out my like stresses and yeah. fears to you? <laughs> yeah. Maybe how are you isn't good. I've, uh, I've tried recently, um saying how long have you lived in new york oh, that's a good one i think is a little just a little different than what yeah. people say I like because that. uh especially when someone has on their profile like um you know ca little airplane new york <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's like okay you put you used to live somewhere and now live here and that person i am always intrigued like oh how recently did you move here because usually it's at least kind of recent that's yeah. true a lot of them have been like one year maybe two like, they're rarely like, oh, I just went to college in California, now I'm back. <laughs> like, no, um, you're saying you're a Cali boy at heart, is how I, like, would read that in my mind. I think Jared Freed says something about that, of, like, when people have, like, a bunch of, like, different yes. pins. It's like, oh, you studied abroad, you, like, went to college somewhere. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're not from there. Actually, yeah. I don't think I've talked about this on the pod. Did I talk about the trip to uh, North Carolina with Iris? Oh, no. I don't oh, think so. You okay. guys cleaned house okay. down there. Well, I technically did not clean house, but oh. I, I, I inspired the cleaning of the house Ooh, okay. for everybody. <laughs> but it was more... Um, okay, so I actually read a book we've referenced on this podcast, Never Sleep Alone, right? Which is super encouraging of like, go out. Go out, talk to people, initiate. It's like the complete opposite of the rules, which is too old school. Okay, yeah. So it's almost like rules is old school, anti-feminist. Never Sleep Alone is like the most super feminist book. Is I would it just say. like fuck? Like is that? Yeah. It's basically being like fuck whoever you want. Go out there, have a good time, be the thing people chase. Yeah. It's basically like if you're out and you're you're just choosing, like choose the, your people. You don't have to wait for someone to come to you. You can like initiate a little bit, cool. right? Which I was like cosign. So I read this book and it was like kind of inspired me to be like, hey, put yourself back out there. So everyone else on the vacation read this book. It got passed around. <laughs> and basically I was like, all right, everybody get on Bumble. But we all changed our profiles to say like visiting from New York, basically. Oh, that's and, But easily more so when you match with someone, you would just message and go, Hey, I'm in town. 
for the week. We're looking for some fun things to do. What would you recommend? Love That's it. also a fucks like a man move because True. if you look at like dudes in the city, especially in the summer, it's like just here for the week. Let's hang out. Show me what's fun to do. And it's like, fuck off. I'm not your tour guide. I know. Guy. I'm like, <laughs> I have enough friends to get brunch with. I don't need you. Yeah. But easy conversation thing. Right. If True. a dude messaged you and just said, hey, I'm visiting. What's one of your favorite brunch spots? Right. It's like, it's a very easy question to answer. And you feel like you're helping them. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which, yeah. that's a trick in life of people like feel people like helping. Yeah. They yes. might not directly, but when you help someone, you feel good. Yeah, sometimes so, too much. Yeah. But to it's tie back to murderers, I feel like maybe that's why <laughs> Ted Bundy killed so many people. Because he would always have this ruse that was like, oh, I have like a cast or like crutches or, oh, my dog is sick. Can you help me? And that's oh, how he would yeah. like oh. get these women. Oh, 100% then. So don't fall for the help. Don't don't (laughs) help anyone. Don't help any man. When people ask me for directions, I'm like looking around to make sure other people are there. (laughs) Never help a man. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But I thought that question as a woman proposing it to a man is is taking this feminine role. It's almost being like, mansplain it to me. (laughs) I don't know anything. (laughs) Just little me over here. (laughs) I love your opinion. (laughs) But can I say this? I kind of took that. Tr- it wasn't a trick. We were being honest, North Carolina, because we're like, hey, we're a bunch of girls. Let's meet some cute guys who see yep. how the night goes, right? Oh, yeah. But also, when I came back to New York for a minute, I pretended to just be visiting New York. <laughs> 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 Did you go to like hotel bars? No, no, in my Bumble profile. Oh, I love I was that. just like, uh, <laughs> 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 I would just message people. I didn't say NYC based, but I would just message people because also my thing says comedian. So okay. I would just say like, oh, I'm in town for the week. What's well, like a fun thing you'd recommend to do? But so many <laughs> men offer to be your tour guide. Of course. They're Wait, like, well, great. I could show you around. I mean, more so in the South because they're nicer. But there's something too. also. It's like, yes, it is more enticing to be like, oh, this girl seems fun and just down to meet and see where it goes. And it's it's that vague relationship that you're well, it's kind of like the prison, <laughs> yeah. too, because they think you're leaving. So they don't have to do they don't have to like invest at all. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Or any of the bad parts. This is like exactly. a good way to get a one night stand. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. If you want. Yeah. If you want one night stand, that's a move. Or it could be like a fun movie plot like you thought you were only visiting for a week and then you're still there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you fall in love. Well, I also have the luxury of being a comedian. I could just like, you know, say I go on a date and I had a good time. I could just hit them up like a couple weeks later, like, oh, back in town for work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just happened to be back. <laughs> and then be like, oh, guess what? I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I guess the one loophole is like uh, if they assumed you like had a hotel. And you're like, oh, oh crush it with a friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, Subletting. Uh, yeah, this is a friend sublet. I'm on a couch. Uh. This is a good idea. I might start doing this. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, I think it's a great move for whether you just want to hook up or if it's literally like that day, you're like, oh, man, I have a free night tonight. Yeah. Screw like, it. I like my outfit. Let me go. Yeah. I look good. My hair looks good. I, I want to get a drink with some cutie. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a Love quick it. way of being like, hey, let's meet up now because that's even another good opener bumble like you don't even have to pretend you're out of town just literally going hey what are you up to tonight yeah makes you at least seem like someone that isn't going to be a pen pal forever and will meet up with them that's fuck a pen pal it's 2020 i can't yeah i don't know i have to be pen pals to like suss people out first really and maybe i should have been a pen pal longer with the choking guy (laughs) 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 well also with the murder podcast i'd be like of course (laughs) (laughs) of course be a pen pal yeah Yeah. get a paper trail um do you have a i was gonna say do you have a rule of like how quickly you move to texting uh no it's just got to be more than like hey what's up not much here's my number i'm like nope <laughs> yeah 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 a little bit but no, i find I it's very get, hard like a sense of your personality mm. a tiny bit do you have your notifications on though 
to be honest, I don't even remember. I I just like delete. I only have Hinge. Okay. Well, actually, I have Raya, but like, I never use it because only DJs are on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like ugh, everyone I would never entertain in real life. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. And they're probably like, why is this bitch here? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I would have my notifications off when I had a desk job. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, my off. phone was usually on my desk and I was like, I don't, people don't need to see I'm getting messages yeah. from online apps. I'm like, uh, we can just mute this. <laughs> I like forget my phone in conference rooms sometimes. I'm like, I could not have like dating apps popping up. Right. <laughs> no, that would be bad. Uh, No, I mean, I just like will delete it off my phone and then it's like a Sunday night and I'm like, damn, I didn't like talk to anyone this weekend. Let me download this shit yeah. again. And then that's the busiest time for goes. apps. Yeah. yeah that's night. how it goes. And then mm-hmm. I pretty much never follow through. So I'm the worst. <laughs> that's about how I go. Like it's the combos just die so easy. Yeah. So it's like I'm kind of a believer of like you know when you're gonna be on it talking to someone it it only really works if like if an actual like back and forth kind of quickly is happening. Yeah. Like yeah. it would be a real life conversation. Mm-hmm. Um. And but I feel like when that first combo kind of ends, if it doesn't end with being like you know what you seem fun let's get a drink or something along those lines or switching to texting, mm-hmm. it's I feel like it's so hard to restart it. It's yeah. over. Yeah. It See, feels like I'm like I'm so like I. Don't, I'm not even spontaneous. That's not the word. I But I'm like, if I get in a mood to go on a dating update, like I have to do it that week. But mm-hmm. like the week will yeah. pass and I'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'm a totally different person now. <laughs> like, I don't know. I went to brunch. I'm just, no, I'm not feeling it anymore. I feel like I go to the apps when I'm like at a low too. Oh, so yeah. I'm, like, oh, I'm feeling like very desperate. And then after, like you said, like you have like a good brunch with your friends or something. You're like, I don't need no man. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what's funny is I've had some friends, like they decided to not use apps anymore because they went, listen, I looked at all the people I was in relationships with and apps existed the whole time and they would try it in between relationships. They're mm-hmm. like, but only one of my three boyfriends was, you know, via online. So they basically were like, I can meet people in real life. I just need to be a little more like, look around the room, maybe start conversations. And well, stuff way like to that. brag. What? <laughs> what? But I was like, when they said that stat, I'm like, that totally makes sense for you. I'm like, uh, and I sit here being like, well, I haven't had an official relationship either way. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not going to knock online dating. Yeah. Um, or, I, I mean, then there are people who really do get married on the apps. And I'm like, teach me your secrets. And it's yeah. probably like, oh, they're not really shallow like me. So whatever. Uh, no, it's actually mainly anyone I know that has worked. They're like, I went on a lot of dates. Oh yeah. Men and women. They're like, no, you, they say they're like, it's a job. You have to actively mm. do it. So it's like, time for that. right. Mm. But that's the part that's like, you know, you feel I like hate you wasted things. <laughs> oh, effort. Count me out. No, yeah. really. <laughs> well, especially, I mean, I guess this is the advantage women have of like, if you, we typically are not paying for the first date. So it's like, technically, you could be going on a hundred dates and not even spend a dollar. Oh hell yeah, that's the so. Best. It's like that's I guess the bright side. That's how we make up for the pay gap. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> or also, just being a woman is more expensive. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> My haircut costs more. Everything else costs more. Oh yeah. My fucking face wash costs more. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're washing our faces yeah. <laughs> and not just using soap. Yeah, make up the whole nine yards. Um, well, I mean. We're pretty much at our time for the episode. Oh, wow. That went fast. Um, I mean, anything anything you found that you feel like you didn't get to say about murder, dating? I would just say, I don't know, just try not to get murdered. <laughs> 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 if I have one wreck. I do and if f- you do, like, write into our podcast before you die or, like, from beyond the grave, and then we'll cover it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or it's, uh, I mean, listen, I'm not knocking people that randomly hook up through apps. This would be my question. Like, I, I don't want to shit on somebody that... Uh, essentially talks through someone on an app and then literally goes to their apartment because you are free to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Just from a safety perspective, I'm like, 
are you sure yeah it's terrifying like along those lines i was gonna ask have you found any like trends or do like either of you guys think that women are being less safe these days with in like the onslaught of dating apps and like that era i feel like the people that i know are actually like true crime is like so hot right now yeah. <laughs> yeah. and like i feel people are just kind of in that vein being more vigilant okay um and also it's easier to be safe now like i can share my location with you i'll text mm-hmm. my friends True. and like one time i i met this guy off of tumblr <laughs> oh wow and i had a first day with him and at like some bar and i literally had my friends like post up at like a table i've had friends a few tables this. away so i think it's just easier to like let people know of your whereabouts mm. okay okay I mean, I like the share your location. Sorry to cut you off. No, all I was going to say is someone I know that has like, just like been talking to someone through an app and then goes to their apartment to meet them will send the address, a picture of the person, like their phone number, like any info they have to, to the local a PD. couple friends <laughs> yeah. just to be like, Hey, if you don't hear from me by tomorrow, fucking, but that's this is like a info. yikes because by that point it's already too late. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. 48, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're putting some time into that. Yeah. I know. I know. Like, I don't, I don't want to knock anyone for it, but it does, it does amaze me. Male friends I have that I'm like, the girl just came to your apartment. She's never seen your apartment. She's never met you. Mm-hmm. How do you know you're not getting catfish? Like, I'm kind of like, oh, that too. Yo, at least just meet for a drink near the apartment. Yeah. Okay. Here's my real dilemma. It's like, which is less unsafe, I guess, to go to their apartment or to have them come to yours? Because I, I hate not sleeping in my own bed, but I also don't like the idea of like some random dude knowing where I live. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, I would ask, do both people have roommates or no? Uh, sure. Yeah. Because I was going to say, like, since we, uh, there's four of us who live yeah. here and we all like get along really well. So like if Erica was home, I would be comfortable like having someone come over. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, obviously I'm not alone and it's like someone who i know is gonna do something if something happens good yeah. point you i'm know. also huge i'm jack <laughs> 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 all right i'll bring Meet my, my one night stand here <laughs> <laughs> type of thing um yeah i don't i mean i don't know i i agree with you of like giving anyone your home address seems creepy yeah. like even the sense you know i'm not shitting on you for getting picked up in a car but there is something of like yeah they pick you up in the car well like right. i had that i mean guy. sorry they pick you up at your place so they know where you live yeah right I had that guy, I think I've talked about him on this podcast before, that I, like, just grabbed a drink with in the neighborhood that I met online, and he, I think he had, Oh, I didn't know you met online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met on, like, Hinge or something, and so I think he had, like, a drinking problem, because he was, like, hammered that night, and he tried Uh to, like, come home with me, and I was like, no, like, not doing that, but, I mean, it was still, like, fun, and it wasn't, like, a huge, huge red, red flag at that point, Yeah, and then- like a couple days later in like wild times in the night he would be like texting me to like look out my window and it would be like monday night like wednesday night like not Uh drinking nights and like obviously we live on like a pretty like bar area but i was like on top of a bar yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and then one day there's usually people around so it does make you feel a little safer and then it was like a wednesday morning or something at like 5 a.m I get a text from him that I wake up to that's like, oh, you took the holiday decorations off your door. Whoa. Right. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, well, no. No. Nope. What did you nope. do? I just like ignored them all oh, and like unmatched Ooh. him. But he recently like popped up on my thing again. Nope. And I was like, 
why is this guy familiar? I was like, oh, because he's terrifying. Oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah. I had this one guy. I matched with him on Tinder when I was like, you know, drinking on like, I don't know, Saturday, Sunday. And I was just like in the mood. I was like, yeah, let's like invite some random dude. And mm-hmm. he, I set my location radius to like one mile or something ridiculous. <laughs> right. And so I gave him my number, but then like didn't end up like meeting up with him. And then he would like call he would like text me and be like hey are you in Astoria I have a suite at X random hotel and I'm like what and he would call me at like 1130 in the morning on a Tuesday and I'm like I have a job and what what job do you have yeah like what I'm like I'm not gonna come to a random hotel on a Tuesday and like oh wow I regret everything so but hey if you wanted to I wouldn't judge you for it Right, but, but I would probably end up on the news for getting murdered that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your own podcast would cover you. Yeah, I mean it would be great PR. So, <laughs> yeah. also this, I hope I, anyone listening to this episode, I'm not discouraging anyone from online dating. Right, because I do believe it can work. But yeah, like yeah regular just be safe dating, out there. Take precautions. Working. One thing that I used to do when I was going on a lot more online dates in grad school is like I would text a friend and like let them know that I was on a date, and I was like, if I send you an emoji please call me because like sometimes you're just at a date and they won't shut the fuck up and you're like, <laughs> i want to go and like that's more what it was for and like sometimes and then oh, they would do that and be like oh shoot like i gotta actually like meet my friend and get out but like also that works if you're not comfortable in any reason of just then the person has to call you because uh. i think sometimes women get in a point where they're like i just didn't feel comfortable to say something like i couldn't interrupt him or like stop and it's like this person is gonna say you have to leave yeah well the yep. worst is like when they're like do you want to get another drink? And you say no. And then they get one. It's like, what? Oh my yeah. God. That Don't happened me to here. me one time. And I was like, fuck you. I'm putting out every signal that I'm trying to get out of here. Yeah. I was no, so I think mad. It's, it's totally reasonable. <laughs> I think to be like, Hey, listen, um, I gotta be honest with you. I'm not really feeling the vibe. Yeah. Like, cause in that scenario, if I really was dying to leave, I would literally, I always bring cash on a day. I would literally throw down cash. That's, That's so actually smart. very smart. I would be yeah. like, here's $20. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, you know, uh, I would basically be like, yeah, I'm not trying to be rude, but just I'm not feeling the connection and I don't want to waste any more of your time. I don't want to sit and watch you drink a beer like Jesus. Yeah, man. Like one hour is plenty of time to give somebody Mm -hmm. that that is more than fair. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, you want to push this past an hour. Now, now you're being rude. (laughs) Yeah. I want to go somewhere else. (laughs) I love that. Bring cash though of like, cause you don't want to just bone over the weight stuff too. Especially if like it's a neighborhood bar, some like people, you know, like, it's just an easy out to like yeah. put cash yeah. down and walk out that's more if a guy like reacted negatively kind of like oh well you're just gonna leave me with the tab i'd be like nope here's 20 bucks yeah enjoy yep. <laughs> i'm gonna I'm go. actually treating you to one yeah right it's <laughs> also awkward to reject someone and then wait for them to sign a bill right, <laughs> yeah. right. Like, oh shit all right oh so awkward because uh, that's i've heard the horror stories of people being on a date that wasn't a good date or like the guy asked them for a second and then the guy will venmo request them stop which is like whoa 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 that's ridiculous that's petty as fuck. That's just yeah. petty. Yeah, it's like, oh, your feelings got hurt, so now I have to pay for half? Okay. I declined <laughs> that shit so hard. Yeah, yeah like, you can't legally force me. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, therefore, I, I'm not I would go it. full emasculating where I would be like, I, I would, I would like, text them and be like, oh, that was only half. I'll gladly pay the whole thing. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> you know, I love that. Like, I like cheap that. cheap piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would be like, oh, really? Is that, oh, I'll make I'll make you feel even better. I'll pay the whole thing. <laughs> wow. It's like, oh, God. Anyway. Well, that is our episode <laughs> for today. <laughs> we covered uh, a lot of ground. So, again, plug your... Instagram, Twitter handle, people can find you. Sarah F. Carter, Sarah without an H. Sarah F. Carter and Not Another True Crime Podcast. Yes. Which is also with hilarious comedian Casey Bichem, who's a buddy of mine. So definitely check that out. And also Danny Murphy. Yay. Oh, yes. And Danny Murphy. And Molly. I'm at the Guacamole. And I'm at Sparica. And uh, send us all your questions, anything to shooters gotta shoot pod at gmail.com or the Instagram. You can DM us um, at shooters gotta shoot pod. So 
Thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Bye. Leave a review. Bye.